Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This week's sermon is from Bishop Dwayne L. Bull, and the title is, What Are You Living By? We are so excited to share this sermon with you, and we hope that when you finish, you share it with someone else, because you never know what impact the word will make. Without further ado, the message. chapter 16th verse for clarity therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be made be might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all 17 verses as it is written i have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even god who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. 20th verse, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. I'll stop right there. Amen. I want to share with you on a topic today, uh, who are you living? What are you living by? What are you living by? Amen. What are you living by? Romans the first chapter, the 17th verse says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so I ask you this question this morning on the Holy Spirit does, what are you living by? I think it's important as the Holy Spirit is bringing this into our understanding. He's asking the church a question what are you living by? So we must understand some people, uh, the question is, some people live by what they see. Some people live their lives based on what they see. I'm going to give you a number of things if you want to take notes and or challenge yourself and you know do your own litmus test. Uh, what do you live by? Romans tells us that the just shall live by faith so we should live by faith but let's be honest many of us at one time or another even if you are living by faith right now there was a time you weren't living by faith so if you weren't living by faith what were you living by and so i have some examples here some people live by what they see in other words uh, based on what i see what i visualize Amen. Um, you know, some some people, you know, I mean, I believe it when I see it. 
I believe some people's faith is based on what they see. I believe it when I see it, they'll say. And so, you know, some people live by what they see. Other people live by the money that they have. Based on the money they have determines their living. If their life is worth living or not is based on their money. We can reflect back to um, the New York Stock Exchange failure back in the early 1900s when people lost all of their money, they jumped out of windows because their money was what they were living by. And because they lost their money, they had no reason to live any longer. I mean, let's tell the truth. There's, you know, and we're not always the happiest ourselves as believers when we don't have no money. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we seem to smile a little bit better on Friday than we do on Monday. You know, on payday Friday, it seems like there's a little bit more little, little step in our little, 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 little life in our step, little, a little joy in our conversation because we know that direct deposit hit the account. Uh, but if you ever went to the account and realized that money wasn't in there, boy, it'll take you way, way down. Be like, hold up, hey, HR, human resources, what's going on? My check wasn't in there. Amen. Because many of us, amen, determine our happiness and our fulfillment based on either what we see or the money we have or don't have. The question is, what do you live by? The third one um, that people live by is your body or your presentation, or your looks. Uh, some people have lived by their looks, their presentation, their, their body. But the problem of that is, is that as fine as you was at 20, amen, you might not be as fine at 80. Come on, amen. You might, amen. As beautiful as your hair was flowing at thirty, glory to God. You may have some. You might have a. You might. You might have a crow's nest now. You know. You know. So, so your body, even though you, you, you know, some people build their whole uh, existence based on their aesthetics, their body. What do you live by? You know. You go on to church this Sunday, girl, I ain't got nothing to wear. I ain't got nothing to wear. Uh, I can't go out like looking like this. You know, I don't have nothing to put on. And so so my whole worship is based on my presentation, not my heart for love for God. Many times it's how we look that determines how we feel. What do you live by? Another thing we live by, some people live by their intelligence. Amen. I'm smart. I'm very smart and I built my life on my intelligence. I am who I am because how smart I am. I've gotten straight A's through school. I've got this. I've got that. I've gotten all the rewards in academia. But I've seen a whole lot of smart people unemployed. Yeah, unemployed. A whole lot of smart people don't handle no job. Amen. So, so being intelligent, building your life on your intelligence, amen, has a strength but also can be a weakness. Amen. Another part that people live by is some people like, you know, I'm a big 6'3 guy, you know, I'm never really, you know, big, strong. Sometimes we build our life on our strength. As men, we came up, as boys, we came up that we had to quickly learn how to defend ourselves. We, you know, many of us built a life based on our strength, our ability to fight, our ability to protect ourselves. Amen. I don't know about you, but some of us grew up, some of you grew up in neighborhoods where you had a fight to get on the bus. You had a fight to get off the bus. You had a fight when you went to the bathroom. You had a fight everywhere you went based on the environment you lived in. You had to build a persona, amen, to survive by by your strength or your ability or your volatility. And sadly enough, that which you were exposed to in your earlier parts of your life, now you find that, you know, you are continually fighting because 
that's what you live by. You know, some people are always fighting about everything. They just, they just always, you know, adversarial about everything because that's what they live by. They, they don't want anybody to get over on them. They want anybody to take advantage of them. They don't trust nobody because they've come up to a place where they live by that conflict. They live by conflict. All right, another person may grow up and say, I live by street sense. I, you know, I live by my street sense. And all these things people take, and I'm sure there's another 20 things people live by, but I picked out these six or seven this morning to challenge you because ultimately all these things are futile and eventually end up disappointing us and failing us at one time or another. There's going to have to come a time, amen, that faith has to precede or trump Amen. What we see, there is going to be times in your life that you don't see no way out. There's going to be times in your life you don't see no way how things are going to turn around and where your faith has to kick in and believe God even when you can't see. Can you imagine what it must have felt like to be thrown into the lion's den? Glory to God and see all these lions in here and you see all these lions in here and they shut the door behind you with these lions. If you went by what you see, I would just probably, if I went, if I live by what I see, I would just faint and say, eat me now because I know I don't have no chance. But some kind of way, amen, the man of God just sits down and relaxes himself because his faith was not in the power of the lions. His faith was in the power of God. There are times in your life of what you see will be an image. I mean, can you imagine what David must have felt like when he stood in front of how big Goliath was? But he said, you know what? I'm not afraid of you, 13, 14 foot big giant. Amen. I believe in the Lord. I believe in the power of God. Little ruddy David, little five foot four David. Amen. Facing off with a 13 foot giant saying, I'm not even moved by you. I'm going to cut your head off because I'm not based on what I'm not determining my strength on what I see. I'm determining my power on what I believe. There are opportunities that are before us that don't look right. There are opportunities that God is putting you in in place of. God is putting you in front of Goliathian opportunities. And if you live by what you see, you're not going to you're not going to uh take advantage of the opportunity just because there's a goliath in your path it doesn't mean that god can't bring it to pass you cannot live ultimately successfully based on what you see because your sight will deceive you you cannot live a life solely on the money that you have because there are times when the Holy Spirit, amen, there's times when, you know what, look, let's just be believer or not believer. It really doesn't matter. There are going to be seasons and times in your life that your money gets funny. You can pay your tithes, give your offerings, you can do everything you're supposed to be doing and your money still, something happened. And, you know, because we don't live by the money. We don't allow the God of this world, the, the, the God of money to control us. We understand that even when the money dries up, God has plenty. And we're going to trust God even in the midst of a drought. We're going to trust God and believe God even when the money is funny because God's spirit is moving upon this land and place and he is showing us and determining us, amen, that money does not rule our lives. Right. So we got some competition today. The next one is, you know what? We there was a time when I was I was about 6'3, 180 pounds. You know, I could dunk. I could I was an 
agile. I, I had, you know, felt, a little, felt real good about myself. And I'm 6'3 and 300 some pounds. Things is all over the place. Lord help us, Jesus. I ain't dunking no more. I ain't, I ain't run up and down that court like I used to. The body has changed. Now, yes, yeah, some could say you can start working out and get back. Yeah, that's, that's true. But that's not where I'm at right now. And, and, and if, I, if, I, if I get stuck on the picture of a past experience, and if my life is based on what I used to be, amen, I will sit here continually living a life in my past instead of pressing toward the mark of the high calling for my future. I thank God for that season. I thank God for that experience. Amen. But you cannot allow those past experiences to ruin your future opportunities. Yes, we had this one. Yes, I had wonderful hair. Yes, I had this. I had that. Amen. I don't have have it right now but god is still good god is still worthy come on god is still great life is still worth living some people lose their desire to live because they can't experience a thing they had in the past amen the thing about this flesh the bible did not lie to us it's finite it's like a vapor it comes and it goes amen every day we live we're getting closer to the grave and we must experience and be thankful for every day we have what are you living by? Because these things, these things are temporary, but faith is eternal. Oh, God. The man says he brings his child to, he brings his child to Jesus. And, you know, do you believe your daughter could be here? He says, Lord, help my unbelief. He had a desire. He wanted something to happen. He wanted his child to be saved. But his knowledge, his intent, see, sometimes intellect will get in your way. Sometimes you're, sometimes we're too smart because our intellect about a thing sometimes can cause us to interfere with our faith. You know, being a businessman for many years and, and one day I had a banker come to me and tell me that, um, Dwayne, you know, we want to um, help you get into the being able to invest in investment properties and this, that, and the other. And I began to tell him my intelligence. I began to share with him, well, I just went through a great, you know, my Sprint store shut down and I went through this, uh, uh, I went through a bad season in business and credit score is not that good. And I knew all, I thought was my intelligence. I knew all the things that would qualify me for the things that he was offering me, not realizing that there was something past my knowledge that I did not take into consideration that God could be in the midst, that God could send in an ambassador, that God could send in an Asian, amen, that doesn't look like they go to church or don't look like they're saved, but he'll send in someone into your life, amen, to show you another way than the way that you're so intelligent about. I thought my credit had to be a certain place. I thought I had to have so many finances together. I thought through my intelligence because I was I was proud of my intelligence because I I paid for my intelligence. I went to school for my intelligence. I, I've done business with my intelligence. I've been successful with my intelligence. And now that I'm in a position where I'm vulnerable, God sent someone to teach me that even, amen, there's something greater past your intelligence. And the man began to explain to me, Dwayne, based on what you've done here, here at Powerhouse, based on what you've built at the strip mall, we will give you the financing you need to start your investment property. I said, wait a minute, my credit. He said, don't worry about it. Wait a minute. I, I went through this. He said, don't worry about it. He said, everything I thought would disqualify me, he told me, don't worry about it. Because faith supersedes intelligence. 
Faith supersedes what you think you know. What you think you know. Because what we know is finite. What we know is not, you know, the truth of the matter is most of what we know is already, it's almost like a software program. Amen. I am so comfortable on my computer dealing with uh, what's it called? Internet Explorer. But every time I go to that little E on my computer, it tells me that it's not supported no more. But that's what I'm comfortable with. See, 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 some things that we are functioning by are no longer supported. Y'all, I'm preaching good right now. See, some things that you came up on at one time, they were faith, but now it's a relic. And now if you, you know, the thing, the knowledge, amen, see, see, Internet Explorer was, see, the thing, why, why do I like Internet Explorer? Because in Internet Explorer, all my websites, you know, and, you know, we got 10,000 passwords now. You know, and in my Internet Explorer, all my passwords are saved on my common pass, you know, on my common websites in Internet Explorer. So I don't have to think. Um, I'm preaching good right now. I don't have to think about my password because it's already embedded in that old system. Lord have mercy. And the problem with that faith always tries to push you into a new system, but it's going to cause you to have to think. Uh oh, here's another word, spiritual word. It's going to cause you to have to believe. See, if I stick with my old system, I don't have to believe nothing because I know it's already there. But when you live by faith, you now have to now use that faith muscle and you have to believe now for something where if I can use the old system, I ain't got to believe. I know, you know, I'm, I'm safe, I'm comfortable. And that's, that's the problem. God doesn't want us to get religious. He wants us to stay updated. Can, can we talk about the computer? He wants us to update. You know, we, we have an Apple, we had an Apple computer back there. I'm just telling on myself. We have an Apple computer, amen, that we bought for the church. And, um, I brought the man in. I said, you know, um, um, Arrow was trying to help us. Amen. Arrow and Tony was trying to help us. And and the, the conclusion was that, you know, it's amazing how you can abuse something. Uh, stuff that won't, 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 won't work right if you don't update it. So, so all these years we've had this Apple computer, we never updated the software. So when we tried to update it, it was so old. It wouldn't update. See, if you don't stay fresh in your faith, if you don't keep praying, if you don't keep fasting, I understand you got a memory of a time past when you believe God, when God moved in your life. I understand you got a memory of how God moved in your life. But if you don't keep seeking the face of God and keep getting your updates, you got to keep getting your updates for the programs to work properly. And here's the crazy thing is that, amen, the more modern the programs you're using, the more demand of the computer or of the system that's going to be causing. And so sometimes, amen, you're trying to do use an updated program with an outdated, amen, system. And you wonder why you keep on freezing. You ever had your screen freeze on you? Because probably you you ain't updated or you're using a system that wasn't created to work with that level of a program. Lord have mercy. Uh, am I talking a little bit something here? And so what you got to do is you got to upgrade your, 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 your system so it can be able to handle the program. So you're believing God for an updated program trying to use an old system. 
Moses was Moses was fresh. He was fresh in his relationship with God. Moses was fresh, amen, in his interpretation of God. And when he sought the Lord, when the people of Israel were crying about water and they were in the desert and there was no water, glory to God, Moses began to seek God. He got a download from God. He got a download from God. Amen. He was leading the people. He got his instructions. He led them into the desert. But then there was an upgrade. What am I saying to you? Is that just because you got a word from the Lord 10 years ago, there's many updates to that word. There's many, amen, there's many under, new understandings. There's many layers. See, you can't just take, well, God said it to me 20 years ago. Understand it. Can I share something with you? When God said it to you 20 years ago, it was at the level of your understanding and also your experience. So even though he shared something with you, he had to dummy it down to you. <laughs> in the most basic form of the revelation. Now, as you grow and as you mature and as you seek him more and as your experience becomes more mature, now he can give you a greater understanding or un unveil more of what he meant 20 years ago, but he couldn't give you the full understanding of it because you just didn't know no better. And so you have to keep seeking the Lord for his updates. Oh, that's a word right there. You can't just get stuck in a revelation that worked for you 20 years ago because here's the story. So Moses hears a download from the Lord and in the Lord says in the download, amen, hit the rock with your staff and water will come out. Check this out. Check this out. He goes to God. The people are thirsty. They're in the desert. There is no water. Download. He gives them instructions. Boom. Take the staff you have in your hand. Hit the rock. Water comes out. Enough to feed millions of people in the sheep and the cows and all the livestock. Enough water to come out to feed all of them. What an incredible manifestation. He sought the Lord. Look, 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 look at this progression. He seeks the Lord. The Lord gives him a download. He acts out the download instructions. That's faith. See, receiving a word is not faith. Let me teach you here. Receiving a word from God, whole lot of people hear God. A whole lot of people, I, I, can I get a witness? I've heard instruction from God, didn't want to do it, mother. Didn't want to do it. Didn't believe. Let's be honest. Just because you get a download doesn't mean you're going to get the manifestation. Moses got the download of instruction to hit the rock with the rod. He carried out the instructions. That's faith. Faith is carrying out the divine download from God. Okay, oh, I'm, the Lord and put it in my heart to do this, that, and the other. What you think? Well, what, what are you asking me what I think for? See, getting your commentary on a revelation I got from God, getting your input, what I got from revelation of God is not faith. See, me now getting up when I hear it, taking my rod and now hitting this rock. Now, how in the world, if I, see, if I allow my intelligence to kick in with the download from the Holy Spirit, I'm going to talk myself out of hitting a rock. I'm in the desert, no sign of water. What does a rock have to do with water? Now, I've been, been, I went to science class, and they told me that there is no water in a rock. So my intelligence will talk me out of the instructions if I live by my intelligence. But in this case, Moses lived by faith, so he took the rod, and what does a piece of stick 
hitting a rock got to do with making water? He takes the stick. He hits the rock. And the water comes gushing out. Oh, my God. It's a miracle. No, it's not really a miracle. It's faith in action. When you get the download from God and you carry out the instructions of the Lord, amen, no matter how unintelligent it looks, faith supersedes intelligence. He hit the rock. It was a fresh download and water came gushing out. And there was another time that the same situation comes up. They're, they're thirsty again. Thirsty again. You know what? Here's the part where we got to be careful. Because what worked the first time? See, the download you got 10 years ago, that download may not apply to the program you're working now. Y'all ain't hear me up in here. But Moses had an issue because he got frustrated again. And the Holy, he went to God. God gave him a download. But this download said, this time, when you look at the rock, speak to the rock. See, here's the revelation here. Moses, before, was at a place in his life where God had to, I'm, I'm getting ready to bless you. I'm getting ready to let you go home. He was at a place in his life where the download, he had to have something to do with his own freedom. What are you saying, preacher? In other words, I believe that when God downloaded the second time, you can speak to the rock. I believe that he could have gotten that download in the first place, but his, but his processor couldn't handle it. Y'all ain't hear me up in here. His processing couldn't handle that level of, in, uh, of download of speaking to the rock. So he had to dummy it down and say, you hit the rock and then the water come out. Now, I believe from that time to this time, Moses' faith had increased to a place where he could handle really the instruction of the Lord that God wanted to give him in the first place. So he comes back the second time. He says, okay, you ready for the real word now? You're ready for the real revelation now? This time, I want you to speak to the rock and the water will come forth. Hmm. Moses refers back to what's already been proven in his life and he goes in his emotions come on how many times we going how many times have we said i'm gonna go what's proven i'm gonna go what i know i'm gonna do i'm gonna go what i know i'm gonna go what's been proven in my life sometimes the holy spirit will give you a new thing to do but it's not proven in your flesh and God wants you to believe him, amen, in this new move, in this new download. And God told Moses, speak to the rock and the water will come forth. Moses got emotional. He got upset and he referred back to his old download. He hit the rock. And yes, the water came forth, but he was judged because he used a system that was not faith. See, here's the, here's the thing. Our flesh, our ways of living do work to a certain point. You, you living by what you see will have some benefits to it to a certain point. You living by your money will, 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 will give you some sense of security to a certain point. 
Can you imagine what it was about 2007, 2008? Hey, Amen. I remember it because I'm in the financial services market. We heard all of these panicking pension funds and uh, retirement funds and all these people who had worked 30 years to build their pensions to a place where they could now retire for the rest of their lives in 2007, 2008 hits. And now that $800 million fund dropped to $300,000, $400,000. People started getting jobs at Walmart, amen, waving at you because their pensions had blew away. They had so much security on their pensions. They had so much security on their retirement, but they don't realize that the system of this world can only take you so far. But when you live by faith, amen, faith will tell you, you know what, you need to pull your money out of that account right now. Faith will give you insight and say, you know, you need to sell off these assets right now. Faith will tell you, hold while everybody else is selling. See, faith will give you insight, amen, that logic cannot even compare to. So even though we have intelligence, even though we have a wonderful body, even though you work hard and work out every day, amen, you work out three days a week and you do, amen, 50,000 steps and, and you got all your all your stuff back in order and you're able to get back into your size 10 and you're able to get back in your 42 long, amen, even though you made those accomplishments, trust me, that is still a limited ability. We still must have faith in God. The scripture lets us know how Abraham and we, we hear in Abraham, Romans, the fourth chapter, 16, 22, it tells us quickly, he says, the Bible says, Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Can you imagine God downloading you a word? that you have been impotent and you've been unfertile for your whole marriage. And then he's going to send an angel to tell you that you're going to have a child. Now listen, that's a great story. And Sarah laughed about it because of her knowledge. Sarah was old, past the um, childbearing years. She said, we done. We tried. Maybe we can adopt somebody, do something else, but we, it's not happening for us. And then God comes. Check this out. God comes say, you are going to have a child. She laughs because of her knowledge. How many times have God downloaded something to you and you laughed? Because you started analyzing your money. You started analyzing your body. You started analyzing your intelligence. You, are, you started analyzing your connections. You started analyzing how long you've been Amen. Working for the state. I mean, I mean, why would God tell me to shift this? I've been with the state for 15 years. Why would he tell me to do this? I've been with this job for 20 years. Why would he tell me to shift now? It don't even make sense. See, that's as intelligent. Our intelligence many times is the blockage of a supernatural breakthrough. Because what we think for ourselves, you know, it's, it's normal to be human. It's normal. I'm telling you, that human moment, amen, we think we know what's best for us. But the Bible makes it very clear. The just shall live by faith. What do we do in a season like this? What do we do when all of our systems have been crippled? When all of our, some of our monies have been challenged. And even if you got money, you can't do nothing with it. <laughs> You can't travel like you used to. You can't do what you like to do. You can't even gather like you do with your families. I mean, many people are experiencing 
the lack of ability to have social. I mean, who who would have thought? I mean, having a social life was very important. We just took it for granted that we could have somebody over the house. And, you know, we took it for granted that we have a birthday party. We just took it for granted that life would, would now stop us. We've never been stopped like this in our lives. Even when we were poor, we could have a party at McDonald's with a dollar meal. My goodness. The life is challenging us. And I encourage you on today that even though these different ways of living are being challenged, faith is not challenged in this season. God told me to challenge you. What do you live by? For the just shall live by their faith. Living by faith, it means you're going to have to endure hardness as a good soldier in Zion. To live by faith, you're going to have to, he says, if you be my disciple, you must deny yourself and follow me. Oh, man, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, man, it's just boring. Life is just boring right now. Can't do nothing. Can't go nowhere. But you know what? I, I thank God for this boring life. I'm still here to experience this wonderful, boring life. Thank you, Jesus, for the boring life. Amen. I thank God. I thank God for this boring experience. Praise God. But I could shift gears and say, you know, God is getting, if you really you want to shift gears, all of the things while we were in our busy lives, we say we wish we had time to do. Why ain't you doing it? Oh, you want to write your memoirs? Why ain't you writing them? You want to write some new songs? Why ain't you writing new songs? You got time. You got all kinds of time. You want to get your weight loss going on? You got plenty of time. Go ahead. Can't go to the restaurant. <laughs> Come on. The Bible says Abraham staggered not. Let me finish this story with Abraham. Imagine this. Imagine God downloading to Abraham after he's already given up on having a child, opening up a wound that he thought was already sewed up, an expectation that was already passed. He says, you will have a child. And we would think, if I was writing the script for Hollywood, I would be like, yeah, the angel comes down, oh, you're going to have a child. And the next thing you know, you know, next week comes by, and we see us, we, we, you know, the, the, the film shifts to another scene, and, you know, Sarah's pregnant. That's not the way God wrote the book. It was 25 years later before that word came to pass. God downloaded a word of expectation and they had to wait a quarter of a century for it to come to pass. Lord, have mercy. Now, he had one inflection during that season. He, he got a little impatient and he went into Hagar by the instructions of his wife mm -hmm, because she lost hope. Because of time. How many times do we lose hope because of time? But the thing is about God's word is God's word is not ruled by time. <laughs> See, time can't, time can't uh, uh, minimize or, or take away the effectiveness of God's word. We must wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. <laughs> Got to wait. I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm clicking that thing, I'm trying to get something to come up. That thing starts swirling like that. So now I get mad. I just close everything down. Because it's been too long. It needs to come on up. The program I want to see needs to come on up. And I get impatient. And you know what I've learned? You know what helps my program to come up faster? Sometimes I'll open up the thing 
and I realized when I hit that I hit um control alt delete I think control alt delete and it brings up a taskmaster and then it shows me all of the other programs that are open I'm talking about this computer day it? it opens up all the other programs that are open in the background that are taking RAM I don't know if you know what I'm talking about but it's taking RAM from the ability to pull up something that I'm trying to pull up presently so I have to go now and close some programs that I'm not using. See, there's some stuff that's still working in the back. There's some doubts, some fears, some inexperiences, some experiences that you've had in your life that are still working in the background that's taking vital faith or ram from you. So when you're believing God for the present thing, it's not coming up as fast. And you got to go in, you have to go into your control or delete and let the taskmaster and go end, end. End, end and close those things out so that way you can get your ram back or you can get your effectiveness of your faith back so when you're trying to pull up a new thing in your life and believe god for something new it won't take a long time spinning because you don't have enough faith to bring it up and here's the revelation of this it's gonna run in the background of your computer until you close it there's some things you can't move forward in until you close it. You know how we are religiously. We say, well, Lord, I need you to take this from me. Lord, I'm done with this. I'm free of this. You, you know, I'm naming it. No, no, you have to go and close it. You got to shut the door of that past experience yourself. You got to forgive that person who abused you and took advantage of you. You got to shut that door because the truth of the matter is your next step is based on trust. And since you can't trust nobody because of your past, is you, you keep on destroying any future relationships of your future because you got an old program still open called Don't Trust Nobody. <laughs> you got an old program still open, spend every dollar you got, don't save a dollar. You still got an old program of, hey amen, don't take care of yourself. And so you get a fresh word from God, but you don't know how to go into it because you had an old program pulling all your ram, pulling all your faith, pulling all your expectation, pulling all your belief. Amen. So you can't be like, why am why can't I get forward? Why can't I do better? I want to do better, but it seems like every time I try to take this one step forward, I get knocked back down two steps back. Because God told me to tell you, you got to close them old doors so a new door can open for you. So your RAM can be on top. And so you can open up that program that demands everything you have. See, here's the thing about this next level of your walk with God. You can't open up this new program with just partial faith. You got to use everything you've got to get this next level open. You got to use all your wherewithal, all your strength, all your faith to believe God, to go to this next level in God. All right. My time is out. It's 121. Let us all stand in the sanctuary. I'm going to shut it down right here. I don't have no dramatic clothes for you. I'm just going to challenge you, amen, to say, to challenge you as you leave here on today, what are you living by? Just because I think about how Abraham was like 90 years old. Incredible how old he was when he saw the manifestation of God. It's amazing that we're in a season of, look, look, seemingly by sight, we're in a season of impossibility. 
But I just believe that God is sending some downloads into people right now. And if you take that download and you assess it by your intelligence, you'll talk yourself out of it. You take that download and you assess it by your age or your or your strength, you'll talk yourself out of it. You take that download and you assess it by the money you have or don't have, you'll talk yourself out of it. Amen. God told me to tell you, the just shall live by faith. And we are the people of God that must live by faith now more than ever before. 